0: Hey, welcome to the home for anime. It's me, Cameron. And today, I want to give an apology, because this is probably going to be a nonsensical episode to some. It's probably going to be a bit unpleasant for others. But this is something that I've been wrestling with for a long time. And I finally found the springboard to be able to talk about it. And if there's anyone who's going through what I'm going through, which I really hope there isn't, maybe they need to hear what I'm about to say. So, there's this movie called Final Fantasy VII Advent Children or Final Fantasy VII Advent Children Complete, which is a superior version of the film, that acts as a follow-up to the video game Final Fantasy VII and its prequel Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. To spare you the details of all the games, basically, there's this guy named Cloud Strife, his party member Aerith dies after he's been mind-controlled, and... His other friend dies before that when he's brain poisoned. Yeah, it's weird. Final Fantasy is a weird series altogether. But um Final Fantasy Seven Advent Children takes place three years after the original story of Final Fantasy VII, which is the first game to have come out in the compilation of Final Fantasy VII. And Cloud's in a bad place. He feels guilt and regret over the fact that his friends are dead and he feels like it's his fault. Aside from being a beautiful movie, the CGI, especially for the mid to late 2000s it's incredible action sequences are amazing if you haven't played final fantasy 7 it might be a bit confusing but it's also pretty it can be it can be semi easy to follow along with but what i wanted to touch on today in this episode is death guilt and grief like i said Cloud really can't get over the fact that especially the one he lost in Seven is party member Aerith, who you could even argue that he loved dearly, died in his arms. And there was nothing he could do about it. I want to share a story. When I was a freshman in college, I made friends with this guy who was in my Brazilian jiu-jitsu class. And he was like a ray of sunshine. He was the coolest fucking guy ever. And I admired the hell out of this guy. I mean, he was he was fucking baller. I remember I would be sitting in the food hall by myself, just contemplating, like, what's what's life all about? Like, what am I doing here? Why am I in college? My dad just died. I don't like anybody. Why am I here? And he would just see me. I don't know if I had a look on my face, but he would always just come over and be like, hey, Cameron, can I come sit with you? I'm like, sure. Yeah, that'd be nice. And we would just talk and talk and talk. And we did this multiple times. So I would hang out with him during club slash class. And I would see him at the dining hall. And it was great. That was the extent of our relationship. I thought, wow, this guy is fucking awesome. I can't wait to see him next year. Because summer was coming. So I wasn't going to be able to see him because I had to go home. Following year, I'm more social, I'm making friends, and I'm sitting with one of them. And this one guy who, at the time, I could not fucking stand, he comes up and he says, hey, can I sit with you guys for a second? I think my friend may have just killed himself. And I said, oh, shit, that is tough. That is horrible to hear. Who is your friend? He told me. I dropped all my shit. And I picked up my bag and I left. And I cried all the way to my room. Because it was my friend. I didn't go to class for a week. Maybe more. And. I. Still go to therapy about it to this day. That is one of the main things that I talk about in therapy is that despite being with this guy, I had no idea that he was wrestling with something so powerful, so devastating that he took his own life. I really, really thought there was something I could do. Hindsight is a bitch like that. And I just sulked and sulked and sulked about it. I'm to the point now, mentally, thanks to all the positive support I have from my wonderful friends and family that I am so lucky to have, and from all the therapy. There's nothing I could have done about it. I'm like Cloud. There's literally nothing that I could have done to prevent his death. Because I didn't know. I didn't know, I didn't know that he was going through so much shit, and I feel guilty about that to this day. Mentally, again, I know there's nothing I could do, but emotionally, in the back of my mind, there's just something screaming, just screaming, there's something you could have done. You may not know what, but there is something that you could have done. There is a sign that you could have looked for. You just didn't. And that grief and that guilt, to carry that from being a teenager to being an adult, I'm in my mid-twenties now, and I still think about that every week. What could I have done? Nothing. We get really hung up. On the fact that we miss someone. Over the fact that they meant so much to us. That we look for any excuse to be like, yeah, I definitely could have done something. Whether you lose someone to themselves by their own hand or cancer or a broken heart, anything. There is nothing that you personally could do other than be there for them. And they can only tell you what they want to tell you. Every session that I talk about him, I feel a little bit better. The guilt goes away a little bit. It's still there. But after six years, I know that it's, it's time, it's getting closer and closer to being time to let go, because I can't lose sleep over it. All I can do is be there for the people that matter now, do my best to make sure that the people around me are okay, and that I'm okay because one without the other is no good. The people who we love in life, the people who matter, we need to cherish the time with them that we have. So that way, when they do go, no matter how they go, no matter how they pass, you have those precious memories and hopefully you have the closure that you need. Even though it's really hard, even though it hurts, you will make it. I guarantee that with enough time You will make it. And I will be right here cheering you on the entire way. But please take care of yourself. What happened to Zach and Aerith wasn't Cloud's fault. What happened to my friend wasn't my fault. Be good to yourself. I keep saying it, but please be good to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself if you... As much as you can. Love yourself as much as you can. And love others as much as you can without getting burnt out, bent out, exhausted. You're a great person. I know that. Not just because you listen to me, even though that does help. But I know you're a great person. I know that you care. I know you have empathy, sympathy. You you are just so fucking cool. And when things like this happen, when you lose somebody, even if you feel like you didn't get the right amount of time with them, if you feel like you didn't say everything that you wanted to say or that you could have said please please don't live with any regrets just know it's not your fault there will come a day where you and i will both know that grief takes hold of us in strange, mysterious, and powerful ways. But we can break through it. And just like Cloud figures out at the end of the movie, I know now that I'm not alone. And I hope you know that you aren't either. Because you've got me. Hopefully you've got your family and friends, and you've got people in the support industry who really want to help. Oh, that was heavy. Sorry again. (laughs) But, um, that's all I got, so have a great day, morning, evening, afternoon, night, what have you, and I'll see you.